Giving good feedback is an art. Take a moment and reflect. What kind of feedback do you share when you are doing code reviews, evaluating your team member's performance, or reviewing someone's document, or analyzing a product? Do you focus on the positives or the negatives? Do you take the time to consider it from all angles? Do you filter your opinions or share everything that comes to mind? Have you ever been to a live performance, lecture or webinar and told the performers or the speakers that their event was great even though you didn't really enjoy it? Why did you do that? Meet our hidden friend, Kurtzi Bias. In this episode, we explore how this affects user research and what we can do to circumvent it. सत्यम ब्रूयात प्रियम ब्रूयात न ब्रूयात सत्यम अप्रियम प्रियम च नांद्रतम ब्रूयात एषा धर्म सनातनः दिस इज अ श्लोका दैट आई वाज रिमाइंडेड ऑफ व्हेन रिसेंटली आई हैड टू कंडक्ट सम यूजर रिसर्च फॉर वन ऑफ आवर प्रोडक्ट्स सो द मीनिंग ऑफ द श्लोका इज सत्यम ब्रूयात स्पीक द ट्रुथ प्रियम ब्रूयात यू नो इन अ प्लेजेंट वे न ब्रूयात सत्यम अप्रियम इवन इफ द ट्रुथ इज अनप्लेजेंट deliver it in a nice way and priyamcha nandritam bruyat even if it is sweet like never say it what i thought about it is while we conducting a user research and especially in a face to face interview i've often noticed that the responders always very nice or they are very courteous in the way they are responding to any uh, feedback question that you have this is always not very useful for us as product manager or as user research when you're seeking the truth about how your product is actually faring out there you would also want some honest feedback about it when there is you know responses which is always like trying to butter you up it's not always nice so i think that's when i thought this is a very apt shloka which is kind of telling you to tell the truth even if it is not nice but deliver it nicely what do you say i completely agree with you and i have shared this experience not just in a proper user research setting this happens in our daily lives too you do something and then you ask people for feedback they tend to give you only the good things they don't tell you the negatives but it's called critical feedback you need the negative feedback as well points of how you can improve just because of curtsy if that gets eliminated this feedback is not really all that useful makes you feel good but exactly it doesn't even help our businesses but you know what jyoti one place where you will not see such curtsy bias ask your family and close friends show them whatever you have made or whatever talk or anything you want to deliver you will get unfiltered feedback trust them to give it to you the way it is but then you know our products are not always used only by our family members so we still have to deal with this 
family is the best place to go for some honest feedback. <laughs> I'm not so sure if it's honest also because you get a lot more negatives than <laughs> positives. I don't think they actually see the positives there. That sounds typically like what my mom would always uh, talk about anything that I tell her. Indian moms. In this series of Rarely Rational, we're talking about uh, cognitive biases that affect user researchers while in user testing or user interviews. Today's topic is the courtesy bias. What is courtesy bias? Courtesy bias is when you ask somebody a question and then they value being courteous to you more than giving you real and actual feedback. So like the examples we discussed where you're getting biased opinions, you're getting only the good or only what they think you want to hear, whether it's true or not. And this we see a lot in user research that people make up things just because they want you to think that they're being helpful to you. It's their way of making sure you like them. It's their way of making sure they're pleasing you. But as a user researcher, that feedback is not 100% relevant. They may not have told you something that they found as a pain point. They're just being courteous to you. This is pretty prevalent, right? It could also be seen as having some cultural reasons, like where you're always taught to be respectful to your own elders, could also be just people out of pure nature where they're always people-pleasing or they don't really disagree easily. Absolutely. The reasons may be many, but it affects the quality of user research you do. So I feel like no matter what kind of qualitative feedback you get from people, you should consider it with a pinch of salt. Look for the large themes across different people's opinions to actually figure out what's working or what's not working in your product or service. I think that's one way we can get around this. Yeah. Uh, I recently read a blog called The Spirit of Inquiry. If you want to be a user researcher, that's what you need to develop, a spirit of inquiry to kind of make the responders comfortable or make, try to open them up in answering your questions so that they just don't stick to be giving you the nice opinions of your product. That's true. And another thing that, happens when you try and like connect with them is you also try to make them feel that there's no power imbalance here that you're talking to peers one way you can do this is also to say that i am doing this research for my client i didn't develop this or something of that sort so that when people give you their raw unfiltered feedback they don't have to worry about am i hurting you are you the creator how are you going to feel when you receive it so that will encourage them First thing, there's no power imbalance. And the next thing is they know that they're not hurting you and that you are going to somehow filter this and give it to your client. Hurting is not really a question here, right? I mean, if there is a negative, just tell it. Like we said, you know, Priyam Chanandritam Bruyat. That's a wonderful shloka, Jyoti. (laughs) I really like that. So any instances that you've succumbed to this kind of courtesy bias where you've tried to be nice? I think early on in my career, I was very hesitant to fully share my opinion for various reasons. Maybe I felt that people know better than me. A lot of these uh, different things made me hold back. And then I would go and reach out to the person in private, but not in a public setting. But I did try to be realistic, even though not on a public platform. I think that's a great example of having this kind of courtesy bias in a way in a workplace, especially when you are like a junior member, right? I think I can relate to that. 
you maybe have some kind of an imposter syndrome and you think you don't know enough and you don't want to be direct thank you for giving me the words for the things yes you're absolutely right those were some of the reasons i held back but in the long run i did feel that i have to share it i just didn't feel comfortable sharing it publicly i also remember one of my exit interviews in previous employer it was a short stint a year but i had a very very tough my manager and it was so bad that i ended up putting my papers went to the higher authorities i had some complaints you know i resigned and all that happened when it was the last day of my work and it was time for uh, the exit interview with the hr all i did was yeah everything was good i finished uh, my stint here and i'm leaving that's it i didn't really give the actual feedback that i wanted to give at that moment there why do you think that is did you feel that you had already spoken about it enough or was it that you were overcome with the emotion of the change and you just wanted to focus on the positives yeah now if i think back about it i felt that i had already created a big issue there and i thought it was already too much for myself and i, I didn't realize that i could be right or i could be honest but also not worry about sounding very harsh probably yeah in a way i was trying to be courteous in the end and just get out of the job soon <laughs> just get this done with kind of yeah if you go to a restaurant and you don't really like the food but when someone comes and asks you want to just be done with it you say yeah everything is nice and you get away with it <laughs> yeah that's actually a good example but first i want to say i'm sorry you had to go through that experience but it's also an interesting case if you just look only at the exit interview then there is courtesy bias you did not talk about the negatives that you had faced there but if you actually look at your entire experience it was not actually courtesy bias so at that point in time it feels like it was courtesy bias so i found that interesting but i'm sorry you had to go through that bad experience mm-hmm. yeah and i completely agree with you about the restaurant part too sometimes i just say it's all good and then they say please fill out this feedback form i'm like write whatever you want here's my signature I just want to be done and I want to move on. I wonder how many of our participants in our user research feel that way. I hope it's not too many because otherwise it says we didn't pick the right candidates. <laughs> I think that's also another key to good user research picking your target customers correctly so that you know whom to ask what you want to ask and not end up with you know these uh, false comments and that will just end up being waste. for us as a business or also not giving us enough input to improve our business but you know what jyoti i have seen this in some of the research that i have done too i got only positives and i know not to take just the yeses because i didn't create the perfect product or rather we didn't create the perfect product but even after a lot of probing people did not actually find something to share with us mm. at the end of it i was thinking about what just happened here maybe they were just not used to seeing something of this format so they have, don't have a precedent to compare against and maybe because they don't have a precedent they're just like wowed by this current form factor they're not really thinking so much about the 100% utility because they're in this artificial situation where they're testing in a limited period of time if we had given it to them asked them to test it over days i wonder if the feedback would have been different i don't know just a thought that's a great point we can't always just blame people being courteous in our uh, 
user research and say that's why the product failed <laughs> but it does come across as that at the end of the day you don't really know so even if it was like a 100% good feedback good feedback good feedback but then the product doesn't really do well in the market when you launch it there could be so many other factors at play exactly, too yeah. so it's really hard as a researcher to figure out exactly where you went wrong although you're trying to get feedback as early as possible yeah so we've spoken about always getting good feedback by the customer so what in case the customer actually gives you a negative feedback if you're the waiter at that point make curtsy bias part of what you're going to tell the customer you don't want to tell them that you are wrong <laughs> or you don't understand you actually want to filter out your feedback and make sure the customer feels heard and you actually take their point of view into consideration cutting out all the emotion and drama they may add to the mix yeah that's <laughs> that's a nice way to take so it's like you flip the curtsy bias <laughs> so let's talk about where the curtsy bias is a bad thing or it not necessarily is helpful to anyone i think if you have like open polls and people are not really comfortable in sharing their true responses or real opinions and i think one way to avoid that is to have closed polls or anonymous polls maybe people are more forthcoming and they will not hide their true opinions yeah i think that really works it worked in my situation also right in that privacy i was able to share it so i think it's the same sentiment i wonder if exercises like focus groups you know group interviews in say user research process would also result in this curtsy bias where maybe people succumb to group think just go with the popular opinion and not come up with their own real opinion as a way of just being courteous i'm sure some of that is always going on i find myself unable to really think something over when i'm sitting in a group i'd like to sit and mull over silently so as an introverted person i don't think focus groups actually work for me typically in focus groups a few people tend to dominate the conversation okay. the moderator should be you know in a position to actually elicit real feedback from everybody minds me of those group discussion days <laughs> back in college it used to be one of the rounds to uh, get selected in you know your campus recruitment processes and this is one person or two people who are like shouting their opinions and the others just like hiding behind them back when we were in college inclusive leadership was not so popular i guess so nobody bothered to moderate and ask the opinions of the silent folks yeah curtsy bias actually plays a lot of havoc with ngos So usually NGOs work with people who are not privileged in a certain way maybe they are giving them monetary help or educational help or support by connecting them to resources or whatever so there's a definite power imbalance over here and when NGOs conduct polls the responders are very likely to respond with the idea that you are my benefactor i can't speak ill about you some of those polls may be quite biased thanks to this curtsy bias interesting at the end of the day polling or directly asking people is just one way of measuring the impact of your product or service but it can't be the one and only way because some amount of curtsy bias is always going to be at play maybe even exit polls of elections can be wrong when the actual results come out 
the exit polls will be a totally different result. Yes, sometimes I wonder if that's also sampling bias, but you can never know. Yeah, I think there is again a lot of overlap of biases here. Yeah. We talk about power imbalance, I can think of, you know, the authority bias. Person whom you're uh, answering to is in place of authority. You always want to just be nice to him or her. Yeah, so this is like the place where all the biases come and intersect. There's something called the response bias under which, you know, these biases come. Curtsy bias is type of response bias. Interesting. The world of biases, it really is dissecting how we humans think about different situations. And I guess this is why it's an unconscious bias. We can't always control our responses or even our actions to any stimulus. It depends entirely on the complete set of stimulants that we are exposed to at that moment. Yeah. Even being conscious of this, I don't think we'll ever get away from not being affected by it. That's also the point of it. It's not to really just avoid these biases. In a way, these biases are also probably required for us to even just make quick decisions and survive generally. Not always can we go through like a rigorous process of thinking about the pros and cons and then arriving at, you know, decisions. Some decision-making needs to be done quickly and cognitive biases are there to kind of help us in that way. Very much required in this fast-paced world, I feel. We don't have the time to think everything. So like we've discussed right now, getting customer feedback is really hard. One way to do this is the net promoter score or the NPS. A lot of companies use this. It may seem like a very simplistic single figure attached to your product or service, which is telling you how good customers are likely to promote this. Why do you think this works, Jyoti? Like you said, it might seem simplistic because it's just a small score. Customers are asked to kind of rate you over a scale of 0 to 10. Based on the score they give us between 0 to 10, you can kind of classify the respondents into something called promoters. Passives and detractors. It's for us to figure out where the respondents are at. They might not be really using actual words to kind of describe their pain points or something that they don't like. But maybe the score that they give us, maybe something like, you know, less than five or say within zero to four is something that they are actually detractors. They don't like it. They don't want to use it. They might not promote it. So in that way, net promoter analysis has become somewhat more reliable in the field of you know marketing or getting the actual feedback about customer satisfaction. So let's talk about how we can overcome this when we are actually doing market research or more than market research, user research, talking to individual people and getting their individual feedback. One way that I've seen works absolutely well is for you to distance yourself from the creator. You may have created all of this, but when you're conducting this interview, please make it known that, you know, there is a barrier. It's not you who is going to get hurt. So people free to actually share their real opinions. So one way you can openly say is, I had nothing to do with this. I've tried this. It opens the doors. It relieves the responder to be truer. Hmm. Maybe in one way, we could also make sure an independent party conducts the user research. Absolutely. And another thing that I think we can do is make sure our questions are not leading. We don't want to give them ideas and say, do you think this idea is good? 
rather let's ask open ended questions and get their real feedback so they are thinking about it rather than just agreeing to what you suggested yeah the why of their response probably understanding the why would give us more clarity and also maybe you know makes them comfortable in uh, reflecting on their answers and being more honest about their uh, feedback yeah and i don't think it should be just one why <laughs> we should probe them repeatedly yeah. until you realize that there's no new information coming but not probe them too much where they actually feel frustrated also <laughs> so i guess some of the researcher skill comes into play here yeah having anonymous feedback so that people are not afraid of uh, their name coming out i think we should keep this in mind even when we get feedback immediately after an event or after you have spoken somewhere the feedback that you get are typically mostly congratulatory adulatory this was fantastic and all of that the real feedback requires a lot more thought and maybe you may not receive it immediately so maybe send a survey post your event and ask for feedback what do you think yeah i think that's a very interesting point not being very happy over the fact that you got the immediate good response that could not reflect the true uh, opinion of the users asking them to uh, give feedback a little later give them some time to mull over what happened and maybe they can also collect their thoughts and most people write better than they think because they can filter and rewrite what they finally sent to you versus they can't take back and rewrite the words or re-say the words yes yeah. The flip side also is that you'll get fewer responses back because these people have to do this post the event. Mm-hmm. So you might get real feedback but you may get fewer number of people responding back to you. News channels use courtesy bias to their advantage in a way. Don't you think when they are running any program about say like opinion polls when they find scandalizing news you know headlines are running through and they want these responses from people immediately and they have these polls running in the on their screens continuously in these leading questions and they're you know riding high on the emotions of people and that's when the respondents are all like you know immediately agreeing to what they say in a way and that's how news channels are increasing their trps news channels do anything for trps sometimes news agencies even play half truths going back to your shloka where it says don't say lie even if it is pleasing i think we should extend that to don't say even half truths even if that sounds pleasing please subscribe to the edge podcast on your favorite podcast channel We are on Google, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and more. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. If you have stories to share and want to be featured on our podcast, write to us at podcasts@adepticlabs.com. At